All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I, don't, I won't cover the Canucks. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network podcast and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let's go. Hello. 
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you, as always, by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code HockeySeason, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That's if you want to shop online, and you can enjoy free shipping Canada-wide on any order over $50. But if you want to shop in-store, you go check out their retail location in Surrey, and you wear your Chinese New Year Tyler Myers jersey, which my co-host Chris Faber has on, and he just opened a pack of hacky cards courtesy of our friends over at Zephyr. There's something shiny in there. What do you got? Austin Matthews, Stars of the Rank. You know, it'd be awesome to just pull a good Canucks card here pretty soon here. I mean, last week was, uh, you know what, I shouldn't be complaining. Last week was pretty incredible. The Quinn Hughes rookie card, the Teddy Bluger rookie card as well, uh, and then no one else appreciated it, but the Kirill Marchenko card that I pulled yesterday, I like that. Former line mate of Vasily Pod Colson. All right. I didn't pull very much there. You didn't get anything here. No. I got a Jack Hughes Ice Battles, which it. is cool. You can play the Ice Battles with the 2023-24 MVP pack, which mm-hmm. is what we just opened. Yep. Um, we might do that one day. Not for content, though. That'll just be a fun thing we do. <laughs> How sick is this jersey, though? Yeah. The Tyler Myers. Fitting that you're wearing it after what we saw this oh, weekend. Oh, there's a lot of Tyler Myers hype going around town. Mm-hmm. I tweeted that I was the president of the fan club again. Well, you're back to being the president after yep. uh, you elected yourself. Yep, that's for sure. That's right. But you I get to you elect what? yourself. When you're fighting the battles like mm-hmm. I was during those lean years, look, it was inexcusable didn't at the see start. see much early in the season. Yeah, well, I call it like I see it. Okay. It was bad. It was bad at the start of the year. But what I had the issue with was that everybody was, oh, Meyer sucks, Meyer sucks. No, he didn't. Mm. No, he didn't. No, he's just... He didn't suck. He wasn't the best. He wasn't worth $6 million probably at any point. He didn't suck. I thought he sucked at the start of the year. I think if he continues to play, not even like he has, but here's the thing. Look at the whole sample size of Tyler Myers this year. I mean, is that not like the first, what is it, nine games here? Seven games, whatever games they've played. That's like, this is what you're going to get, man. Like all season long. There's like, Did I not say this on the show last week? Like they're going, there's going to be some games of Tyler Myers that are good. He had two of them over the weekend. They're going to be ebbs and flows is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, People in the YouTube live chat are pointing out that you have a terrifying costume on. Oh, they're talking just, about you. No, you. You're just wearing a Tyler Myers jersey, and people are saying that is definitely scary. That is terrifying. Sam Wilson in the chat says, take that hoodie off. Yeah, show everyone what you're dressed That's up right. as. You're dressed up as a fool yeah. for Halloween. Yeah, right. This is a great logo. Oilers Nation hoodie he's wearing This is here a nice for, hoodie. For this is podcast. a nice hoodie. Oilers Nation Internet Company, it says. Yeah, when I'm gone next week, I can't wait for the rebrand of the, the Canucks conversation. Do you know what's crazy? Brought to you by Oilers Nation. This was th- this company was founded in 2007. I was seven years old when the company was founded. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, good Crazy to there. think about. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's get right into it. You prep the show. You go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you want to talk about our Halloween costumes. You want to do that later oh, in the show, yeah. or should we start with that? A couple graphics here to pull up here, because I got an all-timer for okay, mine. I let's found go. an old Halloween. photo of mine. Let's go to yours first. Okay. You've brought this up before on the show. I uploaded this as the quadstume, little play on words there, mm-hmm. and it's a photo every year. I haven't dressed up in years. Um, well, actually, last year I had a costume with my girlfriend, and this year I have one with her and the dog. But for years, I didn't dress up, and I went as a nudist on strike every year because uh, my grandpa never dressed up, but all the grandkids did. Mm. So me and him would go every year, my no-no and I. We would go as a nudist on strike. And what I when I say go, I just mean we would... Uh, Eat chocolate. No, I would oh. just write nudist on strike on a piece of paper with a pen and tape it to both of us, and then we would 
take a picture together. We do that every year. This year was the, this was 2020. This was October 2020, and we were worried we wouldn't be able to keep the tradition alive. Because right. there's a photo like this every year from like 2014 to now. Uh, we have a photo every single year. We get one. That's good. I, I got to say, what did I have at, uh, last time I went and visited uh, you and Nono there at his place? What did what? I have? What? what? Those little lemon, lemon, lemon something. Lemon square. Some sort of Italian uh, cookie almost. It was really good. Oh, it was really good. Yeah, this costume, I, I like I like the, the history that you have behind it. But my costume here, this one uh, costume of the school uh, at Harewood Elementary in uh Yes, in Poliwag. We've talked about this. So that's, I was a Polyrath, uh, the Pokemon. This is a hula hoop, a blue tarp, and some artwork done by my mom. This has this is an all time costume. Oh, it is okay. This is if I could go back in time to a night where I knew I was living, it'd be this night. It'd be in this hula hoop. It'd be with this Pokemon costume. Number one, the Polyrath right there, and that won the best costume in the whole school because that was a As big deal should've. back in the day. You remember? You, well, you remember this because it was a few days ago for you. But elementary school, it was a big deal if you won costume of the year, costume of the year for the whole school. Because when when I used to do it, it's like. You'd have, you'd have the best costume of your class, and then they'd go up on stage. So I go waddling up on this thing because I'm, I'm, I'm in a hula hoop. Yeah. And uh, that costume did How, did how low did that go to your legs? Low. Low. I, was, I wasn't I was that old in this shot here. I mean, you can tell by my, my cute little cheeks. I still... Uh, yeah, you were only like 6'2 there. Mm-hmm. No, I was probably yeah, I was probably 10 years old, maybe 9 years old. Antagonist has got it. Yeah, Harewood Bulldogs. Well, the thing... So I went to Harewood Elementary... Um, which closed down because the school was it was bad. People were worried it was going to collapse a lot of the time. And it was three stories high, so you had to go out, walk your way. We we're all in good shape, good calves. And back at Harewood, the we didn't have jerseys for we didn't have matching jerseys. So for football, we had to be like the Harewood Hurricanes. Oh yeah. Uh, then we were like the the Harewood Dogs for another one, and then the Harewood Cyclones for another one. Like because we didn't have matching football, basketball, mm. and volleyball jerseys, so we had three different logos there. School shut we down. We were the Bulldogs, too. My elementary school. Oh, yeah. Same elementary school as Joe Sackick, actually. Mm. Yeah. Did they Burnaby rename Joe. the school? Joe no, school? no, they they didn't. Because um, he's got Joe Sackick way, right? That's the thing yeah, that's by Bill Copeland Arena. Right. Fine folks out there in yeah, Bill Copeland. There. Almost okay. as good as the folks on the island. Let's get to our poll question very early. It's kind of the talk of the hockey world right now, and I mm-hmm. thought it would be fitting to make it our poll question, as always, brought to you by the great folks over at Atlas Goods. Go to yeah. atlasgds.com, use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer. They're like pork rinds you've never had before. Shop local. Popcorn. Uh, yeah, locally owned and operated. It's like popcorn mixed with pop um, pork rinds and it's fantastic go check it out the hit on charlie mcavoy we don't have a video of the hit but everybody's seen it it's in the reply to our twitter poll question if you haven't seen it up on at canucks convo the hit in question is oliver ekman larson standing in front of his own goal crease and charlie mcavoy bruins defenseman coming down and i I, the only word to describe it is predatory Mm. like lines him up has a good second to glide right into him. OEL is nowhere near the puck. It's a dirty play, and I don't think anybody's out there being like, why are you talking about OEL? Why are you talking about OEL? It has nothing to do with who the player is. It just so happens to be a former Canuck. This was a dirty, dirty hit, and dirty. McAvoy was assessed a five-minute match penalty for this hit. 
you got to throw the book at this guy. Our poll question is, how many games should Charlie McAvoy be suspended for after his hit to the head of OEL on Monday night? One to three games, four to six games, six to ten plus games, and as always, I'm angry Chris. Six to ten right plus. Right now. Right now. Why not just six plus? I don't know. So, 44% you're, of people... Snoo- I, saw, I saw this come out at about one in the morning. What are you doing up last night? Uh, doing my show questions. prep. Doing my show prep. Well, I don't know about the whole show prep thing. <laughs> 44% lead the vote, saying yeah. this guy needs at least six to ten plus games. <laughs> Look, okay. Listen, I I'm in the camp that. of eight or ten or more. Yeah, like, like, what do you actually think in terms of games? Like, I think you kind of have to set a precedent five here. here. I think he's going to get five. You think five? I think it should be more. I agree with you. I think it should be in the, the six to ten plus realm. <laughs> the six plus realm. I'm just going to yeah, start yeah. calling it. I think it should be in the six plus. I just, I didn't like this hit the second I saw it last night. And to me, it's like it's a player who's like, I guess I didn't watch the full play before, but it doesn't look like OEL's like around the puck Mm -hmm. after like I think he cleared it right like he makes a little backhand play to clear it up a little bit then it's like one Mississippi two and then man you're targeting the head it's the first point of contact and I think that that like the head contact is difficult right when there's stuff in like the corners or guys both going in with speed Mm -hmm. and a player is just it's like hey if I went to shoulder check you Mm -hmm. where's my shoulder going if I'm hitting you into the boards and we're going at the same speed it's there's a chance it could get you in the head because you're a lot uh, smaller than I am. So, like, those type of situations, yeah, but this is, like, coming at a guy, lifting with the shoulder, right into the head is the first point of contact. Yeah. I just thought it was a disgusting play. Like, that's not hockey, man. You need to that's, set... That's not hockey. You need to set the precedent here yeah. if you were the NHL, and I think for that reason, I think he should get at least six. Steve I think he's looking eight. Yeah, Ron says four to six. I think I think it should be in that range. Like I think it should be eight. I mm. think you should be looking at eight. But I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see six. I wouldn't be shocked to see eight. I think you're you might be in the realm right there. I, hope, I don't think I hope it's going over ten. As, even though uh, everybody in the chat's saying, uh, or sorry, 82, in the replies, eighty two, eighty two games. I don't know about that. Matt says two games. I mean, like that. Two. I don't know if Matt's thinking about the play or if Matt's what he expects the NHL to do. Oh here, right? yeah, I think that's okay, my that's question fair. because it could. Like Matt might not, Matt might be correct here in the chat. Like yeah. it could just end up being two games. It wouldn't shock me. I think that's the the struggle with some of the NHL suspensions, right? Like, is it almost every time you're like, oh wow, that's how many they got? It, like the the plays just uh, this is the time. Like we've been saying this for years, man. Like they do have to set the precedent of, of moving forward here because like this isn't hot. Like this is bad for the game. This is bad for the players. The NHL and the NHLPA are probably on the same page here. I know the NHLPA needs to protect their players and keep mm-hmm. them playing games, and that's what they're going to have to do to kind of back up Charlie McAvoy here, but they also need to think about Oliver Ekman Larson who took the hit. Yep. I mean, it's a difficult spot. Um, I would, I would, if I was choosing, I would say eight. What do I expect? Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that you might be right. Is no, there anything from tonight's game that you'd like to get to? Just well, as we wait on Joshua, Jeff Patterson here. Joshua was the extra yesterday at practice. He mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, he wasn't really in the line drills as much. He was rotating through. He gets back in the lineup uh, mm-hmm. tonight by the sounds of it from Rick Talker this morning who said that Jackson, I guess he's not back in the lineup. He's back into the mix from what we saw in yeah. practice the other day because he didn't actually come out of the lineup. Did notice this yesterday, though. They, Rick Talker had a long chat. Dakota Joshua yes. before practice yesterday. I wrote were, about it. They were chatting about it, and um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there's some things that uh, the coach wants to see from Dakota Joshua. He wants to see the 
the drive that Niels Hugliner is bringing. And I don't know if you saw this. If you get a chance, uh, there's been a Swedish reporter uh, at the rink last yeah. couple days. Um, and he's just uh, – he's been writing – he talked to Elias Patterson. He talked to Niels Hugliner. Yeah. Um, I want to get uh, the reporter's name because he's, he's a buddy of mine. Easy. Yeah. Uh, Schoberg. Henrik. Uh, Schoberg? Henrik Schoberg. Oh. He's, uh, he's here from, from Sweden. Yeah, I've seen him around. Yeah, I've talked to them about Swedish stuff before. Yeah, I sat with your seatmate, Tommy. I tell you, you got yeah, you and Tommy. Tommy and I are going to warm up to each other. Tommy's coming out for drinks on Friday night. Hell yeah, yep. that'll be where I warm up to. Tommy He's excited. Uh, oh yeah, you will. You get a couple yeah. of those uh, Coke and rums in you. That's right. Okay, uh, Greta, we got to get to Greta because Jeff Patterson is standing by, and go. he is brought to you by the great folks over at Greta, the home of our electric watch parties. Greta is Canucks Army spot to catch the game throughout the season, playoffs, and also our place to chill in the off season. Let's bring him in, Jeff Patterson of Rink Wide. Jeff, how are you today? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good. I brought some reading material just in case the segment doesn't uh, quite go as uh, <laughs> as expected. Uh, let me just take this and run with it for a quick sec. I don't know if uh, people have ever seen Hockey Play-By-Play uh, by Jim Robson the great Jim Robson. And it was wonderful to see him up on the Jumbotron the other night uh, at Rogers Arena. It's always a treat to see him around the rink. So he wrote this book a while back. It's at least 20 years old. And I know that because it's my daughter's 20th birthday today. So uh, quads, if you want to bring her a cake, uh, she'd be open <laughs> to it. But uh, uh, yeah, big week of family birthdays. My mom's was on Friday. Mine was Saturday. And my daughter is a Halloween baby. So what does the book have to do with any of that? Jim Robson wrote this book and basically told a story about each of the road cities around the NHL. And it included all sorts of game notes. Again, you can't really see all this stuff, oh, but nice. it's, it's, it's a cool book. Um, I don't know if it's in circulation, but uh, I've got a copy here. So uh, some of the newer teams, and I know the Arizona Coyotes aren't necessarily new anymore, but at the time of the book, 
Arizona was one of the newer teams in the league. And so Jim got John Shorthouse to donate game notes and recollections about some of the early games in uh, a few of the cities. And Arizona was one of them. So again, I'm going to hold this up here and you can see Shorty's game notes. Wow. In there's a little segment. Where am I here? I got to get my, you can't see it. Show and tell with Jeff Patterson. Oh my goodness. This is fantastic. Payoff to all of this is down on the left-hand side and Shorty's got all of these notes of line combinations and, you know, special teams and everything else. And the final note says, Caitlin Nicole, six pounds, four ounces, 659. My daughter forever uh, commemorated in print <laughs> in this book. And I remember talking to Shorty because his wife at the time was expecting their first child. And so we were sort of going through this together. And he wanted to know. And so in one of the intermissions, I remember from the little moment, I didn't, I mean, I waited until the delivery was actually through and that my daughter was uh, in the world. And then I picked up the phone and I gave Shorty a call and passed on the info. And he announced it on CKNW over the air. Her birth announcement was made <laughs> that night, Halloween night of 2003. So there you go. There's my daughter slash Canucks connection story of the day. That's amazing. That is such How a are you electric that up for next start. Week, yeah. Though. Holy smokes. Thank you, you for another, joining us, Jeff. See Jeff's, you later. Jeff's daughter and Canucks connection for next week. That's going to be wow. interesting. Yeah. My son, I don't even know when his birthday is. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jeff, uh, yesterday at practice, Dakota mm. Joshua was the extra. Today, it looks like he's drawing back in from the sounds of Rick Tockett saying that uh, Joshua, or sorry, that Studnika and Juleson were going to be healthy scratches. Are you surprised at all that. Uh, we aren't going to see a little mix into the bottom six there to kind of grow some competition between these guys because I I, I know you saw this yesterday as well. Quite a long conversation between Rick Tockett and Dakota Joshua before practice as well. Am I surprised? No, only because I, I think in sports so often you don't see a coach go away from a winning lineup and the Canucks are winning for the most part. I know they lost in overtime the other night, but they played well. And I, I think what yesterday was was essentially the message to Dakota Joshua. It was... Just think about this. I've got other guys that I can put on that line. You're going to kind of be over here uh, at practice at the very least. And you hope that the message is, like, if you don't pick up your play, then the next time around, this won't be a fire drill. You'll be the odd man out. But that's sort of my read on it, that the tough love came in practice. And now we'll see what kind of response. We know Tockett's already, you know, fired a few shots over the bow back in the preseason. Didn't like what he had seen from Dakota Joshua. Certainly that night in Calgary. Nobody liked uh, anything they saw that night in Calgary, the 10 nothing shellacking. But there was a response from Joshua. Now, if you're a coach, you don't want to have to be pushing that button, you know, every other week or even once a month. This is the NHL. And you want to believe that guys are going to battle for their spot in the lineup. And let's be honest, it has been pretty quiet. Joshua scored the eighth goal in an 8-1 win on opening night. There's not a ton of glory in that, but he did at least find the score sheet. But really, since then, there hasn't been a lot to his game. And I know that it may not be in his DNA to run guys over and sort of be that physical force that Tockett wants him to be. But on this team and the way it's constructed, there aren't a lot of big bodies. He is one of the bigger bodies. It's the role that he has to play. And so it's in there. He's just got to find a way to bring it. So I think the message has been sent. Now let's see what the response looks like tonight. Do you think there's anybody else on this team? Like, Who's the next guy to get a message sent to them? Who's the next player that needs one? Yeah, I mean, people would look and say, hey, Bovillier's done nothing, uh, and he hasn't offensively, but he 
the coach has praised his performance. And I would agree. I think the last couple of games, he's been more noticeable. I think the first four games really was a, a struggle for Beauvillier, and, and it was a quiet preseason as well. So maybe it's an adjustment to bottom six for a guy that has primarily been a, a top six, at least a middle six forward throughout his career. Uh, but I do think the effort level's been there in on the four check, generating a little bit of offense, baby steps. Um, but you know, is there a message to be said? The message, he's getting promoted. He's going to play with Suter and Garland on, you know, a third line, and we'll see what that looks like. Nashville's not the biggest, meanest, roughest team in the league, and so I think you can get away with that sort of line against a team like the Nashville Predators. I'm not sure that you want to go with that kind of line uh, against a handful of opponents around the National Hockey League. So, uh, you know, there are a bunch of guys in that group, but Nils Hoaglander seems to have uh, responded, and I love the little bit of insight the talk it gave us yesterday about uh, the work that he's done in the video room with the Twins. And people wonder, like, they see Daniel and Henrik out of the ice, and it's great to have Hall of Famers around this team, but, you know, that's a tangible takeaway of what they're doing to help some of these guys. And uh, you know, imagine just getting to spend video sessions with a couple of guys who have their plaques in the Hall of Fame. That's what an opportunity. So uh, for I'm sure it's not lost on Hoaglander. He looks like he's making the most of it. You know, I, there is some internal competition. There's no doubt. The question is, when Teddy Bluger gets back, somebody's coming out of this lineup. Even if they're all playing well, Bluger's going to get his opportunity. So I'm really curious. But I asked Tockett today. Uh, it was the same answer, essentially, as Friday, that uh, any day now he's going to be on skates, but almost another week has gone by. And this really, I mean, it's going to turn into more than a month-long injury for Teddy Bluger, which is unfortunate for him. Uh, but when he gets the green light to get back in there, you know, he's going to help the bottom line bottom six certainly he's going to help the penalty kill uh Ilya Mikheyev is going to start to get some penalty kill time as well so yeah I think that's encouraging that there are a few you know pieces of the puzzle as Tockett likes to say that uh, aren't in place yet with this hockey team and through all of it they're they're five two and one Jeff we're eight games into the season now we've seen some games from Tyler Myers where um haven't been great we've seen some games from Tyler Myers that make me want to put on his jersey and say how excellent he's been over the last two Eight-game sample size, do we just see this 10 times over as the season goes on, or do you think that there's actually going to be some sort of an adjustment and Myers is trying to make that, and we've seen that in the last two games. Where do you think it goes from here with Tyler Myers? I think at this stage of his career, Chris, you just have to accept that there are going to be mistakes, and when you're six foot ten on skates, they're loud. People are drawn to him because he stands out in a crowd, and so uh, right or wrong, that's just the physics of the situation. He's a tall guy, and you can't look away. Now, I hope the mistakes aren't as loud as they were that night in Tampa where they were so egregious and they wound up in the back of the net. And I mean, that's a caustic combination right there that you could make the mistakes. They're not always going to wind up in opposition goals, but that night, I mean, they were dreadful mistakes. So lower the volume a little bit of the mistakes. You hope that the team around him uh, plays with better structure and can insulate some of those mistakes. And ultimately that the goaltenders can be the last line of defense. But I just think at this stage of his career, uh, this is who he is. Uh, you know, he has some issues processing the speed of the game. And then in saying that, he makes the play to step up and, you know, pick off a puck and go the other way and score shorthanded the other night. And it looked like a massive goal at the time to put the Canucks in front. So, uh, I mean, I like the fact that he has two goals already on the season after he had scored just one last year. But he's not here to generate a ton of offense. They've got other guys to do that. For, you know, for, for Tyler Myers to be a successful night at the office, it's just kind of mitigate the mistakes, you know, keep the volume down around your game. And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, 
we're probably looking at that, that what we've seen in these first eight, we're going to see some sort of replication as the season goes along. You just hope that the mistakes aren't as pronounced and as painful as they were that night at Amelie Arena. Jeff, this weekend when you were pondering some things, in Patterson's Point, you wrote about why the Canucks' below-average PK percentage doesn't tell the whole story. You you went right after it. You took this topic on the day after they gave up those goals against the Rangers. Talk more about that. I, I still, like a few days beyond that, I still kind of chuckle to myself when I think of who has scored the power play goals against the Vancouver Canucks this year. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Nikita Kucherov, Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, and Adam Fox. There's seven of the eight. The other was Nick Paul. Like, we're talking about an absolute murderer's row of like the best of the best in the National Hockey League. Those guys are getting theirs, whether it's against the Canucks or anybody else. And so there's no shame in giving up a power play goal to those guys that I just rattled off. Like That's what they do. The Oilers had a power play last year that historically good. Uh, the Rangers were in the top 10. Florida was in the top 10. Tampa was in the top 10 last year. So they were never getting out of this first eight game segment unscathed. They just weren't. Like, and that has nothing to do. Like, even if they had been middle of the pack and we hadn't been talking about the penalty kill for years, those opponents, those players were going to light the Canucks up. And so the good news through all of this is last year, it would have cost them games outright, but they won that game in Edmonton when they gave up a pair and they got a single point the other night when they gave up three. The Rangers scored four goals the other night. And on three of them, the Canucks had three players on the ice. Like, that's not going to happen very often. It's just uh, the law of averages would tell you. So Saturday was a bit of an anomaly that, yes, they gave up three power play goals, but two of them are five on threes. One's with Ronick flipping the puck over the glass. Again, that's not going to happen an awful lot. And too many men when you're shorthanded, you don't see that every day either. So I, I, I pointed in the column to some examples already where I think the power play has risen to the challenge and helped them, you know, eke some victories across the finish line, something that the, we couldn't say about the penalty kill a year ago. And I mentioned Bluger and Mikheyev. Like, I think they're going to be added to this. That's just more insulation for the penalty kill. So, yeah, 74% doesn't look good. It kind of harkens back to what we've seen the last few years. But I don't know about you guys. It feels different when I watch these games. And again, in certain moments, like last week in Nashville, uh, third period, they had to kill off those two late power plays. I think last year they would have been buried in that game. But yeah. Penalty kill rose to the challenge. So, yes, yeah, 74% doesn't look good on paper, but it's not all doom and gloom. And I do think that it is going to hit its stride here. So I'm bullish on this penalty kill that's 74%, which, you know, I just, I, there's no way I could have said that uh, a year ago. I think it still feels better than 60. I think that I think that might be part of it as well. We're like, even though it's only 74, but you're right. Like, <laughs> 74 doesn't feel bad. I I don't think that's so much as much as I joke about it. I don't think it's so much about how bad it was last year. Well, and it was it is 80 the until the Rangers put a dent in it. Yeah. But again, two five on threes. Like context matters here that, you know, you play really good teams and the Rangers are a hell of a team and they, you know, went and beat Winnipeg again. So they're up to five straight wins. Uh, the top end that they can roll out there on their power play, it's going to torch some teams. And it did on Saturday. But what I liked is ultimately it didn't cost the Canucks fully the full two points they were still able to get something out of that hockey game jeff got a question here in the chat from karan who asks how does niels huglander get a chance in the top six what would be your answer there it's gonna be difficult uh you certainly don't wish injury upon anybody in the way that this team is going uh want to see them push it as far as they can injuries are going to happen i mean don't expect that uh, everybody's going to play all 82 but you know, I think right now he's doing what he has to do in limited minutes and a limited role. 
and just keep chipping away. And the fact that, you know, he's proof that you can contribute, you can generate offense, even from a, a spot lower in the lineup. I wonder, and we watched this at practice yesterday, where a guy like Pia Suter remains on that second unit power play only because he's a centerman. Like, that's the only redeeming quality right now offensively in Pia Suter's game to get him a spot on PP2. And there was Hoaglander standing out in the neutral zone, looking forlorn. Uh, I have to think at some point, if he continues to play well, that they'll look at finding somebody else to be the center on that second unit or just change on the fly and don't worry about face-offs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But back to the question, I, I you know, I, I suppose guys can run cold at some point. Like, if pdg's play drops off could you flip those two guys and bring some energy from hoaglander possibly um you know he doesn't profile the same way obviously with size as uh, di giuseppe but you know I, I i have a tough time seeing hoaglander get an opportunity with Pedersen and kuzmenko anytime soon i think they want to think you know that mccann only going to get better four games back after knee surgery i don't think he's shown us the flashes of like flat out speed beating guys with that speed and you know, I think he's still working his way back confidence, but I mean, he's looked good in the four games and Patterson talked about uh, what that speed has done to create some space for both him and Kuzmenko. So uh, I think they're going to give that a long run. You know, sometimes it's just a numbers game. I'm not sure that I have an answer outside of an injury that's going to allow a guy like Hoaglander uh, to make the jump higher in the lineup right here, right now. But if he's playing the way he is, well, what a bonus for the Vancouver Canucks to have that sort of player lower in their lineup and I know last week we talked about him and I said like it's great that he's hustling and all that kind of stuff but you know I need to see some sort of bottom line and then he went into Nashville I think I was on with you guys last week before the Nashville game went in and scored there love the fact that he's you know middle of the ice uh, tough area tipping a puck and 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 the hustle has been there throughout and again come back to the work he's doing with the twins uh but I like the fact that of those guys in the bottom six now he's got something to show for his efforts. He just needs a little bit of company in that regard. Get a few other guys to, to find the back of the net. Absolutely. Karan, one of our regular texters, says, thanks for the answer, J-Pat. I appreciate no it. No problem. Jeff, one answer I want from you. From your years traveling around, what's one meal? If I could just teleport you to that spot and you could have one meal from the road, what would it be from one of these great cities you got to travel to? Oh, there are a lot of options. Uh, you can't go wrong in New York City. There's a billion options there. Uh, the one place that I didn't get a chance to go back to that I really wanted to was a rib joint in Dallas called Pecan Lodge. And write it down, because if you get to go on that trip to Dallas and Drance is on it, Drance has the, the coordinates. He was the one that led me to Pecan Lodge. It was lunch. We roll up. We got like an Uber to Pecan Lodge. Honest to God, people were lined up around the block. Like people say, oh, place lined up. No, they were lined up around the block. And this place just, they serve ribs like you have never seen. I'll date myself with the Flintstones reference, but like the the ribs on the roof of Fred's car. Um, (laughs) Insane. Like, I can't really even do it justice by describing. You can look it up if you're ever there, definitely go. So, Pecan Lodge in Dallas, without a doubt. Um, was one that I like. I loved so much that I wanted to get back, and then COVID hit and came off the road. And I haven't traveled since, but if I ever find myself in Dallas, I definitely will be looking up Pecan Lodge. So oh. make note of that one. And uh, there are lots of others. Uh, I mean, there's so many great cities and so many great restaurants. But uh, yeah, all these years later, that is definitely one that has stuck with me. I, I think I'm still full from eating <laughs> lunch at Pecan Lodge. I'm looking at the menu here. If you're still full, you might have had the trough. Uh, which Seriously. is on the like, menu, like that is a menu item here on the on the uh, on the Pecan Lodge. Wow, 
They sell you lunch by weight, I believe. Yeah, is I think how... you're right. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, unbelievable. <laughs> you, you know what they do? Up. What they do in the South so well, and this is when I saw this in Nashville, it's the sides, right? It's mac and cheese done the right way. It's cornbread done the right way. It's salad that has, you know, a quarter of the salad's about vegetables. The rest is just other stuff to fill it up. They do it right in the South down there, that's for sure. And the this is what I had in Nashville that I loved was banana pudding. I've never really had mm. banana pudding before. It was excellent with the little uh, biscuits on top. Oh. Mm. All right, well. So, my one quick Nashville, the first time I ever went, and it's an amazing city too, and I know lots of you guys were there for the draft, And um, but I went to some barbecue joint, and the special was like the three meat special. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm all in on a three meat special. Uh, the three meat special was certainly one meat too many, uh, and arguably two meat. Like it was so much food. Mm. It was like a ridiculous amount of food, but it was so good. So I, I don't remember the name of that place, but the mountain of food that they served up was enough probably to feed a family. I was there on my own, uh, ate well, probably mm. didn't sleep well that night, but uh, yeah, there is so much good food out there, no doubt. All right. We're going to sing God Bless America to take us out here. Thanks, okay. Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, hold on before, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, appreciate you coming on here on the show. It's been a blast for me to be able to have you on as a guest. Oh, right. and this will be my last spot with you, but not mm. actually working with you because we got rink wide together uh, later this week as the Canucks face San Jose. Me and Jeff going to be burning the midnight oil uh, with rink right. later this week, a 730 start. Bringing in the big boy for uh, a game against the Sharks. Only the best for a game against the Sharks, I think, is how we're selling that one. Well, I guess i got to be positive about the Canucks. We set it up pretty well here with the Sharks <laughs> on Thursday, so that should be good. Oh, man. All right, guys. Thanks, Jeff. See you at the ring. Yep. There he is, Jeff Patterson. If I've Still ever been... Be, I think you're Tuesday regular. That seems... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I don't, uh, I don't do any If I've ever been hoping for a Canucks loss, it's that <laughs> night where you are announced as a Canucks employee and you have to go face the music if they put up a stinker in San Jose. I tell you, I don't know if you've seen, like, I haven't watched a San Jose game yet. No, I did. I watched uh, I watched San Jose play okay. uh, Anaheim, I think, earlier this year. Yeah, But I've seen a lot of the highlights and, like, a lot of the games that I'm watching here of the, uh, of the highlights anyways of San Jose, it's just, that is such a bad team. I think I saw an article today. I don't know who wrote it, but it's like, or no, it was a YouTube video. I saw it in the actually when I pulled up YouTube today. It was like this team that I cover is absolutely embarrassing. San Jose Sharks, and I was like, "Damn, dude!" Like, but like they they still haven't had a win on the year, right? Like no, they're they eight and one yeah. on the season here, and just absolutely getting. Do you know what they're uh, not doing in San Jose? What's that? Bring in the noise. You know, San Jose has only scored. Hold on, I got to get They've only scored more than one goal in a game once. Oh man! They've scored What's their goal one or on less year? goal. Don't they have like nine goals on the year? So they've got nine games played. Yeah, they have nine goals for. Yeah, I thought it was nine goals. That's that's wild. Oh, that's so bad, man. That is. That they've is been shut atrocious. out twice. They've scored one in. Uh, what? Uh, doing the quick numbers here. Uh, six games they've scored one goal. One game they've scored three goals. Oh man! Um, if the Canuck, yeah, that's and they got some days here to prepare for the Canucks. They haven't played since. Uh, uh, since Saturday. So they've had some days off. They're playing, waiting for the Canucks to come in. Hey, trap game right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, nope. BC Lions got some business oh, to take yeah, care there of. There we go. BC Lions. There. Look, the BC Lions are fired up. You and I are fired up. Let me get this on my right. This is the way I do it. When I'm in the arena, quads, you know, when I'm in the arena, yeah. first down. That's all I'm doing. First down all the time with this, uh, with this claw here. BC Lions, bring the noise, fill the dome, home playoff game. On Saturday, November 
4th. That's this Saturday. Yes. Quads. This Saturday, November 4th at 3.30. Tickets are on sale now at bclines.com. Check this out, Quads. Check this out. Peep this. That's what you kids are saying nowadays, yeah. right? Peep this, Quads. Uh, they start at just 30 bucks, and kids 17 and under can get in for $15. They got those cold cups in BC Place. And uh, I, I was here listening to something on Donnie and Dolly. The attendance has never hasn't been this high since 2014. As it should be. They're doing good stuff out there. I like they the, are. You know, but I, me and the Lions games, I got to tell you. <laughs> don't go, don't say hi to Chris if you see him after the yeah, fourth don't, quarter. Don't come up to me in the Lions game. if uh, More like the second quarter. <laughs> it's those cups. Those cups keep your drink so cold. Those cups. Those, like, uh, the silver cups. I had, them in the, I had them in Seattle when I went down for the baseball game, and I was like, man, I wish they had them here. Then the first Lions game I go to, they got them there. They got them. And okay. The, and they trick you because you, you, can't, you can't buy two drinks. At the game, right? Mm-hmm. You can only you can buy two little drinks. Can't buy two big drinks. But like with the cold cups, you can sit on a like a couple big beers, avoid the lines. You know what I'm saying, right? I do know what you're saying. All right. Anyone else? Let's get to it. Uh, Jeff Patterson, good guy. <laughs> oh no, our segment. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking? Well, about? Well, I thought you. But well, you got spooky season in here. What's this all about? Well, we'll talk about spooky season. It's part of anyone else because I got something else. Oh, but I want to okay. hear from the chat as well. Oh, so. anyone else in the chat? Yeah. Yeah, so it's time for Anyone Else, presented by DoorDash. It's our listener's chance to get involved and hit us up in the YouTube live chat. Ding dong. It's also our listener's chance to get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. That's right for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% (laughs) off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's all capital letters, NATION25. 25 for 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms, of course, do apply. I got something to talk about, and we'll wait for the anyone else to pour in. Anyone else, yep. Is anyone else noticing and somewhat tired of the conversations that surround, in this context, ex-Canucks, in the other context, just ex-players in general when they go to different situations and just... The opportunity that some players are getting. Like, what I'm trying to say, Chris, is that opportunity doesn't mean you are a good player. Okay. What do you The mean thing here? that made this come to my mind was Tanner Pearson okay. going to Montreal and scoring two goals or whatever it was he did yeah. in those first few games. People were like, oh, Tanner Pearson scoring goals. Oh, Tanner Pearson. Oh, mistake by the Canucks. Mm. Come on. Really? Are you kidding me? Are we really going to do this? Like, the guy's playing top six minutes in Montreal, okay? You don't want him in your top six if you're a competitive team, which Montreal isn't. I'm just... And the OEL thing. It, it was Tanner Pearson and it was OEL. This is nothing against the players. This is absolutely nothing against the players. No, I'm happy for them. Happy for them. But this is what we dealt with in Vancouver for years was bad players. Nikolai Goldobin, no offense, in spots to succeed, and hey, guess what? Watch it with Goldie. They did okay. Like, they did okay being thrown into these roles. Niels Huglander, his first season in Vancouver, top six minutes, puts up a good number of goals, looking pretty solid as a top six player. Team tries to take a step forward, Huglander's left behind. Why do you think that is, Chris? I'll tell you what it's not because of. It's not because those players got worse than they were in the years before. It's that when your bottom line raises, everybody needs to raise their game and everybody needs to get better. So when you raise that bottom line, you are going to have guys that were maybe in your top six when you were bad. Under the line. 
falling under the line, and then all of a sudden they're not playing with Elias Pettersson. All of a sudden they're not playing with JT Miller. And then what are they able to do? That's why what Nils Huglander is doing this year is so positive to me, is that he's doing it and he's proving that he doesn't need to be with Elias Pettersson to find success. Like, he's finding success in other areas. That's what the Canucks needed to see from him. And I think the same thing is true of Pod Colson. For now, you really want to see Pod Colson. Look, the spot is there. The spot is there right. to take from Phil Giuseppe, right? It was there in training camp. That's got to be what Pod Colson and the Canucks are looking at for Pod Colson to take, right? Like, that is where they are looking. And I really hope he can take that step. But I also hope that he's well-rounded enough to be a very good bottom six player if that's what he ends up being. I hope that he's able to be that. But You like to raise the bar. But don't give me this idea that, oh, well, you know, OEL's a great, a great bottom four defenseman. Like, he's fine on your secondary. He's great. Just because he's playing well in Florida right now, I just... Look, like, Florida has a really good system. They've got a lot of different stuff going on. But look... Anybody trying to make it seem like it was a mistake for the Canucks to buy out OEL because he had some good games in Florida? Come on. Yeah. Give your head a shake. OEL at 2.5 or whatever he's at, that's way more doable. Like I think that's even mm. a little steep, but he's play- he was playing well to start the year. I was just the people being like, well, I thought you were gonna- oh, come on. OEL's doing so well in Florida. Of course he is. Situation, come man. On. Situation. Situation. I thought you were going to go off about Goldobin here. No, and I'm not trying to say Florida's a bad team. You better team. be careful. You no, know what Goldobin's Goldobin- doing right now? What? He's on pace to break the KHL record in goals. You think he'll get He's a, got uh, 23 goals in 25 games. I might write about this for Canucks Army on my way out. <laughs> He's got 23 goals in 25 games, or 26 games quads. All right. The record is 48 goals. He's on pace for 60. I'll bet you he doesn't hit it. I'll be it. down in that office pretty quick here talking <laughs> to the book cold open. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back up here, actually, oh, probably if I come in like that. Oh, man. Yeah. Go in first nah, day, not... kick your feet up on Jim Rutherford's desk. Listen, hey, Jim, I got to tell you about, you about a guy. 28-year-old with a smile. Yeah. Nikolai Goldobin. <laughs> Slideshow of Goldie smiling. Yep. But th- I just, I wonder if anybody else has this same, fe- like, feeling, because I just, I'm tired of it. Like, it was different when it was Toffoli and the Montreal Canadiens were, you know, one of the top teams in the North Division, sure. and he was burning the Canucks, and that was a totally different situation. Sure. But that is a situation that I'm okay with people saying, holy cow, what a mistake by the Canucks letting this guy walk, right? Don't try to pull the same thing when it's Tanner Pearson, OEL, you're reaching. You are reaching when it comes to that. Yeah, that's I all I wanted to say. That's a big time situation. Well, you took out the whole segment here for anyone else. they got some other good ones. Uh, Lisa asks, anyone else, are you going to post any Burt Halloween photos on his Instagram account? I, I think got so. Yeah, account, it right? looks like he's got a costume. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a little weird. I don't know. It didn't really fit him. It was big. and He's big. You know, He's not that big. He's, he's getting big. He is. He is. It might work, but... We took him to the park the other day. He was trying to catch up with that. He's not quick. Oh, he's quick. Well, he's very quick for his size. Maybe quick, Dude, but that was like a that fast dog. dog. Was, that, that was a fast dog, though. Yeah. That was like a big Australian shepherd. Those things can move. Those things can move. Those are herding dogs. Yeah, that they, thing. It would have hurt Bird if he ran into him. Well, Bird <laughs> hurting. Yeah. Um, that thing was moving, but Bert moves fast. Make no mistake about he's it. He's light on his feet. Bert's light on that. his feet. He's he fast. Light. He's a he is a fast dog, but yeah, mm. he was losing that race against the he's Australian quick. Shepherd. I'll give him quick. But you won't find another dog his size that's as fast as him. He's quick. Okay. He's a quick, quick boy. 
Yeah, he was. He didn't stand a chance chasing down that frisbee no. the other day. That frisbee. Uh, Ethan was, asked, yeah, "Do we lose tough. the dog rating when I leave?" Why do you think the Canucks hired him? I'm just. I can't wait for the day Jim Rutherford uh, is doing a contract negotiation and then pulls you into the office and it's just you. You don't say anything to the player. Say it's Elias Pettersson. You're like, uh, Petey, look dog. at this. Your dog rating was low on these nights, and we just want you to be aware of that. I wonder if. Uh... You know, with the access inside of there, maybe I could talk to the analyst guys and even like make it better, right? Because be I, awesome. I had to eye test half of the dog rating. I had to I, I had to track the the eye arbitration by hearing. myself. But if I have all the information, the dog rating might even be better in the arbitration end. hearing. Chris kicks open the door, called to the stand to pull up the dog ratings on Connor Garland. Connor, you were the cat some nights. Here we go, dog rating. We'll have to see what it says. I would absolutely love that if the Canucks, the Canucks started using you for the dog will. rating. I don't think they will, but uh, we'll see. Maybe. I don't, yeah, you're not even going to be able to write about the dog rating at work now. No, I've had three NHL employees ask about the dog rating in the last year. Any of them about to be your coworkers? No, not of them. Actually. <laughs> no, from other teams. Um, just people that uh, people legit like uh, people in the league asked me, "Is this real, or are you making the numbers up?" And I said, "No. Here's the formula." I love that. I never gave them what I put into the formula. I just gave them the formula. I um, love that. They can't, like I said, half the stuff is. That's right. You keep it secret, man. Well, that's it's. I wanted to make an like I wanted to make an analytic formula that took a lot of analytics into the equation, but I also wanted to be it to be measured with eye test stuff too. So there are like I'm sure that the measurements are out there for all the things that I measured for the eye test, the second half of the dog rating, mm-hmm. but. Um, Maybe I can get that, and maybe it'll be even easier. I'm very excited. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Canucks Army, I just got confirmation. Both of our signings. We just made two signings. Canucks Army did. Yep. Oh, is there a post, or what's going nope. on? Here? Nope. Oh, you're We're not, not announcing it. I just found it out, so now we got to work on it. Karan says, yeah, Bert, 6x6. Six six. Bert's a big boy. Signed 6x6. Six six. I would sign Bert to a lifetime contract. Yeah. Anyways, yep. Contracts have been signed. We're uh, ready to go. So I will... Maybe we'll announce it tomorrow. It will get announced this week, the changes that are coming. Oh, and we're good. very, very excited about it. You're doing them. the show announcement later this week or what? We'll or see. No? We'll okay. see. We'll see. Probably. We'll people, probably announce the new know. co-host. You, you already know who it is. Um, but anyways. All right. Let's wrap it up. No, that way. That way. Here we go. Betway, Betway. And we got Betway. a contest to talk about. Sorry, go on. Easy money here on the Betway bet, it feels like today. Um, so we got Quinn Hughes. Over two and a half shots on net. Quads? I like it. He's done that in eight of his last nine games. All right. $10 bet's going to return you $18 here with Quinn Hughes being over two and a half shots on net. I'll say it again. Quinn Hughes, two and a half shots on net on Betway, Betway, Betway. Why is it two and a half? Was it three and a half before? No, I mean, this is just, it's really low. Like, Quinn Hughes gets a lot of shots on net. They're giving you two and a half. They're giving you... You know, that way better the day. Is this Nikhil's better day? Because I know he's actually a lot smarter Nikhil than I. Nikhil is good on the bets. I know he's good on the bets. He's yeah. he's good. Is is this his bet? Too? I don't know. I, I feel like we're on yet. the same page here. I haven't read what I he wrote. I think we yet. might be on the same page. But he's averaging three and a quarter shots on net so far this season. Okay, um, living in that kind of. I like it over range. at Betway. Nineteen plus to play. If you choose to play, please play yeah. responsibly. Sorry, seven of his last eight games, he's hit this. Not eight of my out of his last nine. Canucks only played eight games. All right, we got a question for everybody. Oh, yeah? Vancouver is playing Nashville tonight, and we want to know who's going to score the first goal for Vancouver. If you nail it, 
you could win a $25 gift card to the Four Winds Tap Room located at 72nd and River Road in Delta. Brought to you, of course, by our friends over at Four Winds Brewing. This is the Light the Lamp. And speaking of light, their new light lager, Four Winds Light, light lager, ask for it at your liquor store, delicious. Easy drinking, 4%, beautiful. Go check it out. Enter this contest by following us on social media. Keep an eye out for today's show clip and comment who you think will light the lamp and score the first goal tonight. Winners will be contacted directly. Check us out at Canucks Army or Canucks yeah, Combo on Twitter. At CanucksArmy.com on Instagram and Canucks Army on Facebook. Yeah. Make sure you ask about Four Winds Light, Light Logger at your li- local liquor store or have some delivered to your front door through the online shop at fourwindsbrewing.ca. Okay, I got to work on this. People in the chat, they don't got to... Um, I appreciate everyone saying it and getting their opinions in. Get it. Make sure you do it on the t- on the tweet. Yeah, you got to well. do it on you the gotta, tweet. You got to do it on the, the post. Then you got a chance to actually win because yeah. they people aren't. Gonna, we're not gonna be able to go back through. This. Uh, when I said I have to work on this, I've noticed for some reason. I think it's because I go a long period without talking, and then I have to talk. I yeah. don't know why. My voice has cracked at the start of basically every question I've asked anybody in the past week mm. uh, downstairs at the rink. Like JT yesterday, asking for a comment on Halloween costume. I was like, J. T, do you have a question? Like, I, I can't make my voice crack, but it was yeah. like it was like I was out of air by the time I started to talk. So I wonder if I got to do one of the old, <clears throat> JT, you got a comment on your Halloween costume? Yeah. Because for some reason, I could talk so not normally here, but I think when oh, you're speaking like... speaking of, I asked Rick Tockett today about uh, his favorite Halloween costume over his life. What do you think uh, What do you think it was? His favorite Halloween costume? Yeah, what his favorite one he ever did was. What do you think? What do you think Rick Tockett gives you? You know what? You know what Rick Tockett could have pulled off really well. What's that? Brett the Hitman Hart mm. back in the day with that mullet. His uh, what he did end up saying was a pirate. He's been a pirate a few times. Oh, he could be a good pirate. Then, you know uh, what, Rick? If you're listening to this, yep. Rick Tockett right now would make a really good Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, like if he threw on the wig, he would look awesome. Mm-hmm. He would totally that that's the that it Rick, was funny the way that I don't know if they posted the full interview but like and then somebody asked him like what's your favorite uh, candy bar and then he's like oh now you guys are getting the good questions coming now like, <laughs> yeah. he, he appreciated it I tell you man city's gonna start to like Rick and, hey, read, and if they keep winning games they're gonna love this guy. read what Wyatt Arndt wrote mm-hmm. at Canucks Army yesterday beautifully written about Rick Tockett and a much more serious Marcus note. said Stone Cold. Yeah, that could pull, like, pull that oh, off. He could be Stone Cold. I think a I couple think of friends Hart of mine more. that like, it's yeah. funny, a few of my friends, like I'm 30, a couple of my friends are starting to go bald, right? A couple of them are already there. Yep. And the first Halloween after a friend of mine goes bald, all of them end up being Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin for the first Halloween. Because they're like, I got the bald head now. Why not go for it? It's an easy costume. Um, so that's good. That's, uh, that's an easy little costume. It's like me being Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. It doesn't take a lot of work. I can do it pretty easily. Yeah. And uh, Burt Cam coming up. Yeah, people wanted out. the Burt Cam. He woke up a little to the, <laughs> the camera. but Oh, he's back in the cage, eh? I thought Dude, he was out he's in the like, he's, He likes the cage almost too much. And I'm only gone for a few hours today. If I'm gone for a while, I'll leave him out and about because I want him to be able to walk around, of course. Right. But he's just, he loves that. He loves that crate so much that it's like, I was with him today before I left, and I left pretty late today. He's out, yeah. He was not sleeping. He was just, like, walking around chasing his ball around. You know, he plays fetch with himself. You've seen that. Yep. He, like, he'll drop his ball, push it with his hand, and run across the room and get it, and he'll just keep doing that. Smart dog, yeah. And he keeps doing it, and he keeps playing fetch with himself. So, anyways. Did I tell you about my mom's dog I saw on the weekend? No. 
she's got this thing. It's a little button, and the dog presses it, and then this machine drops a treat. Oh, amazing! So my mom pulls it further and further away. Then you get it to the end of the house, and like all you hear, and it makes a boing noise when you hit it. So all you hear is like she's like, "Watch, I'll put it." He knows now. You can put it at the end of the house, and then he knows where to get the treat. He's an old dog too, and you, they say you can't teach an old dog. You new absolutely tricks. can. Harley, man, he's good. He picked it up, and yeah. uh, so all you hear from the other room is like boing, and then he comes like trotting in. Boom, then his treat comes poured out. It's a, it was a cool little thing. People in the chat, is Bert a rabbit? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen this with a few people's dogs. Like, I read about it online. Lisa says um, my cat plays fetch. Wow. Yeah, I've read about it online, dogs that really like their crates. But, like, Bert didn't love his crate at first. Like, obviously, no puppy does they immediately, whine and right? They whine and they whine, yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, he was pretty good. Like, I, uh, I to my neighbors one night, I was like, hey, like, if you hear any whining, it's just because my dog's getting used to his crate. Took him like a day to warm up to that thing, and now he like loves it. Like if he could shut the door by himself, he would. He'd say, "Leave me alone." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the Burt cam when he's out and about, and he's in the crate. You just can't see him because the door's open and he's hiding in it. But anyways, um, and your place is now puppy proof less, right? Like you don't puppy. You had it puppy proof for a long time. Well, yeah, we had like a little up, though, pen. Right? Yeah, he he knows not to do anything bad now. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah, he's good. Sam Rossi, I, I've I would make a good Kevin Owens would be pretty easy to do. Too. Oh, Kevin Owens, yeah. yeah. I I you know I I never got a chance to like ask that or something to Bruce Boudreaux because Boudreaux was a big Kevin Owens fan. Yeah, big Chris Faber fan. Yeah, but I got a good fit tonight. I got a Halloween fit today. Nice. What are you wearing? Um, that. Got, yeah, I'm gonna wear this to the game and really commit. Uh, no, I've got a bright orange tie and a black shirt. What are you going as? And I got, no, it's just a Halloween fit. Oh, I thought you meant like costume. No. I was like, I don't know that character. No, no, no. It's a Halloween uh, colors and stuff like that. That's what I'm going to go with. I haven't done the costume in a couple of years. Well, I mean, COVID, it's not like we were going, no one was going out during Halloween and COVID, right? No. No, so I didn't, uh, I haven't been out to. Although you saw the photo of my Nono and I. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I can't remember the last hard. time I've been in a costume, to be honest now, actually. I did, uh, what did we do? Napoleon Dynamite. I was, uh, what's that guy's name from Napoleon Dynamite? My girlfriend Napoleon. was Napoleon. No, my girlfriend was Napoleon. What was I? Uh, Pedro. Pedro. I was Pedro. She had the vote for Pedro shirt on. I had oh, a bolo true. tie. Oh, it was awesome. This is the second year in a row she's going to have to paint a mustache on me because this year I'm going as a, a strong man from the circus. Do you know what I mean? Like I got the muscle suit yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, 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 what's it called? You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, uh, uh, the, yeah, tights, the, the tights. The uh, tights. The tard thing. Unitard? Is that what it's called? Uh, something like that. Something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, then Bert's a lion. We got a good little costume. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll close it out there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, my name's Dave Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Woo! Canucks Conversation with Quads and Faber. New episodes every weekday, 1.30 across the board, except for Wednesdays, 1 o'clock. We'll see you there live on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. For more information, visit CanucksArmy.com. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?